This is Working the Beat. It is Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. Happy Election Day, everybody. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. As we, did you vote? I did vote, actually. I, was I voted, got, too. I went through the whole new process with the new voting machines in Philadelphia, which mm. was interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it makes a difference, but hey, hey. if they think it does. It's a dry run for next year. It, All right, let's I, stick. I, I could vote next year's vote, like, right now. Let's stick the sport. <laughs> no, hey, look, it's it's okay. I, I you know, whatever. I, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I know. Uh, home game today. Um, in a sense, where there's no guests lined up, uh, we're taking. Nobody the, wanted us. The, the guests are on a bye week. We actually thought we had one lined up, but uh, that didn't take place. We're hoping to get him. We'll get him at later. a later date. Yes. Um, I'm excited to announce that on Thursday we'll have Rhea Hughes on this. Uh, Fine uh, podcast program. I haven't talked to her in a while. Yeah, like Rhea. Rhea, Rhea's. You know her better than I do. Rhea is one of the best, and um, Rhea will join us at that point. She's been on a long time. You know, for somebody that whole morning show has been. Yeah, but I remember when Rhea replaced um whoever whoever Chris Gamble, Chris Gamble, and um, you know, I mean, nobody knows. You know what's going to happen when you replace somebody or whatever, and that was like. 30 years, 25 years ago. Well, 20, yeah. At least. Um, yeah, she has the show on Comcast at the lunchtime. And she she did. Don't tell me. They don't. When did that happen? I think about two years ago. No, I I, I, I know I saw, like, things for it. Like, like, oh, no, they did something else. She doesn't have that show, like, where she does, like, a No, the online thing? No. Well, then what were they? Pro- I thought they were promoing They were promoing it with somebody else. I think it was the Breakfast on Broad crew. At that uh, point, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize, but I, I that's okay. I'm always like the last. Who does Comcast have left besides Michael and Amy? Two people I Danny adore. Danny's still there. Okay, Danny's still Danny. there. John is still there. Clark, Derek is still there. Well, I know, yeah, Derek, but Borg's not there, right? Borg's not there, so they don't care about hockey. I'm we should point out that. Um, we, we're hoping to have Michael on in the next... Uh, I think Michael's going to be on next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he had to do a... Um, Charity thing on Thursday. ALS. Right. Yes, he's 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 very involved with that. Going, um, I, I went to a few of those. Yeah. They're hard. Michael's been involved with that for forever. Kirk Schilling. With Kirk Schilling, yeah. right. I, um, man, I mean, can you imagine when I was at Comcast, like on a fairly regular basis, there's probably like eight people that were there then that aren't there now. God. The world changes. Our yeah. business is just, just, which is one of the reasons why we couldn't have a guest today. But yeah, I'll let people draw their own conclusions. Um, so we'll talk a little bit of a grab bag show, and we'll start obviously with the Eagles, who held on, and I think that's the proper world. Uh, held on twenty two fourteen on Sunday against the Bears. They're in the bye week. They're five and four. If you watch the Cowboys on Monday night, they. I know they won by double digits and everything. They covered the spread, but Dallas did not look sharp. Um, so at they won by 23, 21. Just saying. Well, there was a garbage touchdown at the end. Okay. And I'm just saying. They went on the road against a divisional opponent and covered the spread. Yeah. <laughs> covered it rather easily, too. Even if you take the garbage TD away, they would have covered I. So where do you think the Eagles are right now? Obviously, Deshaun Jackson now done for the year, it sounds like, after his surgery. Jordan Matthews is back. Yeah, right. Um, This is what I take. 
The last two weeks, they won two games that they had to probably win and should have won because Buffalo has no offense. Or yeah. they're, they're very challenged Challenging. offensively. And I'll give the Eagles credit. They went up there. They ran the ball against their defense. But Buffalo wasn't coming back. Once the Eagles got up 17-7, the game was over. The Bears, the same thing. I mean, Trubisky stink. I shouldn't say it. Their offense stinks. Well, maybe it's Matt Nagy. Maybe it's Trubisky. Who knows why? And Jordan Howard's playing for the Eagles now. Which I, Who knows? And Alshon, well, Alshon wasn't there the last couple of years, so it right. doesn't matter. But, um, so yeah. And, and look, they, did they let the Bears come back into the game? Sure. But then they went on an eight-minute drive for the second game in a row in the fourth quarter. To close it out. Now, yeah. my concern is that when they, first of all, I don't think there's any, if you want to say great team, I guess New Orleans is close to that. I guess San Francisco, I guess you put San Francisco and New Orleans. I mean, Green Bay, look. Crappy this week at San Diego. So they Seattle took, looked crappy at home against Tampa and, and Bay. Then, and then, of course, I took your advice and took Jacksonville on Sunday, and they got plastered. Yeah, that was a good call, Cooney. I mean, the game Seattle, the, the game in three weeks here is going to be an interesting game. You know, I, I look, I'm not convinced that the Eagles can't beat the Patriots. It's a pick'em game. It op- it's, I, that's what Eddie Barkowitz said. It's going to be. It's going to open like it's a pick'em. Patriots will be coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. And a bye week. Mm-hmm. I won't want to be in that spot. But Eagles are 7-0 and all time under Doug Peterson but, against the AFC but, at home. But as I say to everybody, it wouldn't be the biggest upset in the history of the world. I would have rather had the Patriots coming in here unbeaten, to be honest with you. I really yeah, would. Yeah, I would too. Um, and I still think the Patriots remember the Super Bowl. Um, I don't bet real money, per se. Two years ago, the Eagles played the Patriots in an exhibition game. I don't even know what the line was. I think, I don't know, three, whatever. And I said to myself, I should go out and bet most of what I have on the Patriots. Because Bill Belichick was not going to, even though it was an exhibition game, he cared. He did. He cared. The Eagles didn't because they had already won the Super Bowl, so it didn't matter. And it was an exhibition game. And it was an exhibition game, and the Patriots won by like 15 or 20 or whatever. But it'll be interesting because the Patriots are a little bit, I'm not going to say offensively challenged. They're not offensively challenged, but they they, they live on their defense this year Mm -hmm. more so. And their defense got ripped up pretty good the other night by a quarterback well, who might be the MVP and Mike, of the league. Mike, I think one of the things out of that game that I took in watching New England, Baltimore, and obviously, look, Lamar Jackson's different than Wentz in his style and all that, but you can run the ball on the Patriots, and I think this is a key now for the Eagles. Well, let's see the Eagles run the ball well, on the Patriots. But, but that's what I'm kind of saying. For the Eagles to rest it away without Deshaun Jackson, without Sean Jeffrey dropping everything that, that's thrown his way, it feels like, no real over-the-top threat. And even Matthews, if he comes back, is not that. What's Tory, uh, what, Tory Smith? Is it? Tory Smith's retired. Yeah, I know, but he was their deep threat. He was their deep threat ago. two years ago. Okay? You're going to have to adjust, and you're going to have to play a certain ugly ball kind of way. Yeah, but other teams know that, too. I know. And the question is, is your offensive line and your running game good enough well, we'll see. to carry you? Their, line, their offensive line's been playing bad. I mean, Brandon Brooks came back and has been— Played great. Really good. Um, Kel- Kelsey was good yeah, the other day, too. Their line's been playing well. You know who the weakness has been? Lane. Lane Johnson. Well, hey, look, sometimes maybe you start smelling yourself, as John Chaney used to say. I don't know. They, look, to me, the, 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 there's no reason. The line against Seattle, they're probably going to be a slight favorite at home, I'm guessing. So they're basically two pick em games right. at home. And everybody's kind of like, oh, they can't beat this team. Like, no, no, no. They could win both games. They could lose both games. Chances are it'll probably split. 
mm-hmm. which means the whole season pretty much will come down to the Dallas game unless they lose to the Giants or the Redskins or the Dolphins. Well, they're not going to lose the Dolphins. That won't happen. Dolphins had their win for the year. No, they might win another game, but they're not going to beat the Eagles. Um, So the question probably becomes at some point, can the Eagles beat the Cowboys, a team they've lost to four straight times? Um, Who's hot and cold. They'll probably be a slight favorite, I'm guessing. The Cowboys will probably have four or five losses by then. They got to go to New England. Uh, I think they have a couple other tough games. They got Minnesota this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Cowboys are going to lose some games. But if they beat the Eagles, they'll have the tiebreaker, and that would mean the Eagles. That would be it. Well, unless the Eagles finish 11-5 and and the Cowboys finish 10-6 and with the two losses to Dallas, which is not impossible. And I I think I read this or heard it today. I don't read anything. The the Eagles are 11-2 and the last two years. After Thanksgiving or something, or after, yeah. so you know. And you told me this four or five months ago. You said that their last five games are set up for them, which they are. Now, if you lose to New England and then lose to Seattle, to me the season's then, still not over. No, then you got to run the table. Then you probably got to run the table because I don't think Dallas would go nine and seven at that point. Um, but you know, I mean, look, I don't know what they could do in the playoffs if they get to the playoffs. But get there. That's yeah, all. I, I think. But, but here's the thing. If they get to the playoffs, let's say they, I mean, if they lose at home in the wild card game, people will not be happy. No. If they lose in the divisional round, I think a lot of people still won't be happy. You know, they'll say, okay, we made the playoffs because once you win a Super Bowl and then people are kind of, a lot of people pegging you to maybe get back to the Super Bowl this year. Um, and last year, actually, that was the talk too. Um, I, I just, you know... And in the divisional round, they'd probably be going to uh, the Saints or the Friscos. You would think. You know, and like I said, you know, if they can play the kind of ball like like you said, like they, but let me see them do it against better teams. And not that they beat two bad teams. I'm not saying, but the Bears are four and six. The Bears aren't real good. And I still think the Bills are a little, you know, have kind of feasted on some bad teams, but they're still a seven and two team, I think, or a six and two team, whatever they are. So. You know, they, the Eagles, let's put it this way. The Eagles did what they had to do. They got to the break yeah, at did. five and four after, you know. And it, and it now, like, just boils down to the fact of uh, the adjustments that have to be made by the coaching staff. I mean, look. Well, they've already made them. I think the rest of this year is coming down to two people. It's coming down to the quarterback, and it's coming down to, to Doug Peterson. That's well, it. It always comes down to the quarterback. Well, it always comes down to the quarterback, but the quarterback now, I think they have to get more mobile. Uh, then maybe the Eagles really want him to be. Or maybe he can be. Or he can be. Wow. Um, I mean, some of that stuff that Baltimore did the other night, and I'm not saying the running part of it. I don't mean the running part of it. Taking contact part. No, I don't mean that. I mean, but the faking and maybe rolling out. Like, when did Chicago do stuff on Sunday? When they got Trubisky out of the pocket. When he stood in the pocket. When is Wilson Wilson a better quarterback? I think you have to get Wentz. And that means play action. That means, you know, faking the ball and all that. But the Eagles do that. They, they You know, I, I just, I want to see them. And the other question is, if you get into a game where you're down 10, you know, maybe second quarter, third quarter, do you stick by your, your plan? And I don't have an answer to that. You know, my take would be no. Um, but i tell you what, I would be surprised if the New England game wasn't a game in the fourth quarter. Because that's how the Eagles play. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if the Seattle game wasn't a game. 
Um, I'd be surprised if you told me the Eagles were going to be five and six in three weeks. It wouldn't I, surprise me. It wouldn't, but I'm I'm saying I don't. I think they're going to win one one of the two of the two. And now, of course, if you win two of both of them, you're, you win both of them. Then, you, then you depend, once again, though, it's still going to depend if, on what you, you don't do against beat Dallas. Dallas and Dallas and you both finish eleven and five, which I'm not sure Dallas would. Um, but you'd lose the tiebreaker. I, I still think the season is basically going to come down to can they beat the Cowboys, and then you got a lot of tiebreakers too. Like I don't know all these tiebreakers how they work. On another topic with the Eagles, before we say goodbye to the Eagles topic, um, you know, getting back to Deshaun Jackson, the, the talk radio topic today was who do you blame? I, it's on the player to decide his I, own health. I don't think the team can force you to get surgery. No. I mean, didn't we just see this up in New York with the Jets? With yeah. The, you mean, can't force a guy to have surgery. No. And he, and he might have got one. We don't know this unless he tells us this. Maybe somebody told him, hey, if you rest this for three weeks, you'll be okay. We think you'll be okay. My bigger concern, I, and it might not have made a difference, why did they play him on, on Before Sunday? the bye week. I mean, it might not have made a difference. He might have came back against New England and played four plays and, and heard it again. I don't know this, but it just seemed to me that I think they could have beat the Bears without, without him. Yeah. But I get it. You, you know, you basically they, did. If the, yes, they did. But if the guy comes in and says, hey, you know, I want to play. I get that. But, you know, I mean, Breeze came back the week before his buy and played great. But, you know, he's not trying to run down the field. And But there's an alarming trend here in my mind. Okay. And I, I know you say that teams don't owe us anything or whatever. Um, the general manager had the information in front of him before the deadline involving Deshaun Jackson, we assume. Mm-hmm. I did nothing. Who'd you want him to get? Hold on. Uh, no. Okay. This, this is this is going. This is a deeper issue. Okay. Okay. The Joe manager has put a lot of eggs in the baskets of guys who are really old for football. Jackson, yeah. thirty-two. Peters, all this. Okay. And now the Joe manager has disappeared. He doesn't answer to anything. He doesn't explain himself. He doesn't explain what the mindset is. I don't think it's a good look for Howie at this point. What, so if Howie stood up in front of you, called a press conference. You have to spin it. You have to get your spin you out. You say what? You say he, he would Why say, were you? Because he would tell you, what, we think Deshaun's going to be back. We think he's going to be healthy. That, that would be his answer. Right. And you're going to dispute that? Like if he stood up there at the trade deadline last Tuesday. But go on the record then. Go on the record. Why, he did go on the record by not making a move. But why? why, like, why does he? Why do you need a quote? Because His I think told you because what, I think there's a responsibility. Look, Matt Clintack has made, gone trade deadlines and not made a move and had to come out and explain why he didn't make okay, a move. Well, uh, Eldon Brand has done that. Yeah. I mean, but they don't have to. You said they have to. They don't have to. How how often does Howie talk? I'm just ask how he talks when things are going well. That's fine. Then then what I'm saying is Howie doesn't owe me the fact that he didn't make a trade tells me all I need to know. They didn't make a trade. So he's going to get up there and go, well, we were, okay, inter- so, so, we were interested in A.B., but, you know, we didn't think of that. Okay. We thought about this guy, but we didn't do that. Last year, he went out and got a wide receiver, and everybody went goo-goo. I listen. Right. Oh, we got this guy. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Here's my two-part process on this. One, take your head coach off the hook for a bit. Okay, because your head coach has to answer game-related stuff all the time. And you're putting your head coach in a spot where he's answering for stuff that, quite frankly, you don't want a head coach necessarily touching with medical stuff. Would you agree on that? 
The GM so is Doug, probably so Doug just didn't doesn't answer. Okay. But Doug says it's not. But Doug then goes on WIP on Monday morning and goes, oh, he'll be fine. It's a bit of a setback. Then seven hours later, he looks like a complete idiot when he comes out and says, oh, oh yeah, by the way, he's having surgery. I don't think he looks like a complete idiot. I think when Doug went to the microphone on Monday, the information that he had at that time probably was he could be okay. I don't think Doug lied to anybody. No. What we, everything with you, Kevin, is like, you're trying to make this... How he doesn't have to hold a press conference to get up in front of a microphone and say, we tried. Because then you're making a sound to the receivers on the team. Well, we tried to replace it. We, yeah, yeah, Matt Collins, you're not good enough. Now, we can draw that conclusion, but you're going to get up and hold a press right. conference and say, wait a minute, we tried to get better. We tried to go out and get these three wide receivers. We didn't get any. And what's the follow-up question to that? All right. This goes into point number two. There is such an air of mystery involving everything with them medically these days. Mm -hmm. The Wentz injury last year, which they hid until the end. Mm -hmm. This, Peter's injuries. Um, go down the line. Going back to the Super Bowl year, how how strange some of the circumstances were with, with Sproles and all that. Okay. So what? I think the general manager has to... No, you... Hold on. You oh, Mike, let me finish. Because I know what you're going to say, Kevin. What? Why do we have the right to know? Do you think the ticket-buying public has a right to know? Do you think when they won the Super Bowl two years ago, anybody gave a flying flip that they didn't know what Sproles' injury was or, or, or somebody else's injury? No. But when you're five and four, now we want to well, know. Well, circumstances do change. Uh, it's, Kevin, they don't owe me anything. They don't owe... If, 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 when, when the Flyers come out and tell you somebody's got an upper body injury... Should I sit there and go, well, that's not fair. What does that mean? How Teams can treat injuries any way they want. They don't have to tell me so that the team they're playing next week knows or the team. No, that's their business. All I need Do you to know, think there's a... All I need to know is, is he playing this week? Is Deshaun Jackson okay. playing? No, okay. All right. Do you think then on Monday after this news comes out, Howie Roseman has to explain what the process was that led to a player being re-injured like one series after he returns on the same injury before a bye week like we talked about. Well, again, Kevin, what's he going to say? He's going to get up in front of a microphone and say, okay, he, he didn't play for six weeks, whatever, six weeks, five weeks, whatever it was. We thought he was ready to go. He practiced last week. We put him out there, and he got hurt on the fourth play. Okay. What's the second question? Like, what more do you need to know? You're, what specifics do you need to know? Well, what did the doctor... How many, how many doctors did he see? No. Was, this, was this a opinion by your doctors, or was this an opinion by Deshaun's doctors? And what difference does that make? It does make a difference because you have to have a little bit of faith if you're an organization that you can handle no, events like you this. You as a reporter want to be able to report it. That's what it comes down to. You as a reporter want to know. I want to know. I'm Mike Kern... Jay Wright, please tell me why Corey Fisher's not playing tonight. No. He doesn't have to tell me. Corey's got an injury. He got injured in prayer. He hurt his foot. Okay. Then if Corey doesn't play for five games, I go back to Jay and say, hey, Jay, you told me that Corey, well, Mike, he's got an injury. We, we thought it was going to be what's. You, you, you're talking like we, like it's Watergate, and we have a right. To, no. All I need to know is Deshaun Jackson didn't play. If I want to infer and write a story that says, boy, the Eagles medical staff really stinks. This whole thing was wrong. It's, that's fine. 
That's my, I can do that. If callers want to call WIP or the Fanatic and say, I think Howie Ridd, the whole way the Eagles handled this is really stupid. That's fine. But they don't owe me the right to, what? So because I'm okay, a fan, because I'm a fan and I know, okay, so he's going to outline, he's going to say, well, he saw four different doctors. He got three different opinions and, and we were the ones that overrode him. Or he's going to say, well, it was Deshaun's decision. And, and then we're going to go, what? Okay. Oh, boy, the Eagles screwed that up, or boy, they didn't screw it up. I don't care if the Eagles screwed it up. I really don't. It's He didn't play. Do you, Mike, do you have more of a respect for a, uh, a GM or a coach that comes out when times are tough and answers tough questions as opposed to the guy who just comes out and is all giggly and all that when things are going well, great well, and then disappears in the back? tough questions, you... When times an, are tough. No, 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 let, let me answer this. You have an agenda you want to get to. The agenda is that the Eagles screwed this up. So they did. Okay, fine. But that's why and they're you, screwing it up on a, that's on a why more. You want Howie to talk. What if they didn't screw it up? What if, God forbid, Jackson went to them and said, "I'm not getting surgery." Uh, but my, my, no, no. Listen to me. And so Howie's going to come out and what? Throw his player. Let, let's just say that happened for the sake of argument. I'm not getting surgery because you know, somebody told me I can be okay in four weeks. How he's going to come in and say, well, you know, Deshaun, you know, you know told us, came and told us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The guy's hurt. He tried to come back. He got hurt again. And as we record this, the Eagles have officially placed Deshaun Jackson on injured reserve, which there means his season is That's over, you know, four to six weeks. I no. told you it was over I know. three weeks ago. So, so call out Howie and say, Howie, you owe it to us. You owe it to the public to get in front of a microphone and tell us what happened in the back room. Okay, fine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make a big difference. Deshaun's not playing. They didn't get a wide receiver for whatever reason. Maybe the asking price was too high. I don't know. I mean, Sanu moved. The guy from Denver moved to San Francisco. Um, am I missing anybody? Did another wide receiver move? And I don't know if they're if they're over the top guys or not. I know they're good receivers. Well, Josh Gordon went to. No, you're, not, you're not touching. No, Josh but Josh Gordon. Gordon is is another receiver that would have you're, been an upgrade from what they had. You're not touching Josh Gordon. If Bill Belichick could not handle Josh Gordon, he's a bad test waiting to happen. You're not getting him. You're not getting Antonio Brown. You're not going there. They already have a fragile locker room. That's what we keep hearing. At least until the last two weeks when they won games. No, no. This notion that we need to know. I, I don't. I'm, I was a reporter for 40 years. Yes. Was there times where, and I wasn't dealing with the Eagles or the Flyers. Or, you know, Jay Roy came in one time before, before a tournament game and didn't start two of his kids. And the whole world went nuts. You know, oh, there was a fight. Oh, they did it. No, the, the, the kid, you know, whatever. They, they missed a couple questions on the thing. It, and it's just, I don't have the right to know. Just tell me he's not playing. He's hurt. It's undisclosed team reason. He violated a team rule. He did whatever. I don't I don't really care. Is it going to make a difference to me that Howie does a Mia Copa? I, I don't, you know. So we're all going to sit there and say, boy, Howie really screwed up. No, we'll, we'll say that anyway. So what's the difference? Why do you need Howie? I'm looking at it. I'm looking at not just as a reporter, but somebody who's also studied PR. It's bad PR. Bad PR. How? It's bad PR to so not get ahead think, of. So if you to think, not get ahead of a story. No, 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 no. What would, if you think Howie's a putz? I don't. Th- no, no. I think Howie. You think how? If you think Howie handled this wrong, how does it affect? Like so. So if you think Howie's like a bad 
Because you can then uh, here you go, Mike. This is the way. This is the way I would say. The way you handled this, plus the way you've handled this season, with the way that everything has gone on with getting older, the band aid patches and everything, gives an idea of maybe a lack of accountability for what's going on. Uh, for you know within your medical staff within your gm office for draft mistakes everything that's where i think that you by not talking okay and by throwing it out there that either the gm has no answers is too arrogant and doesn't just want to face the music okay when you have all of that together okay it does a big harm for your organization you know kind of like what we talked about a couple weeks ago Sometimes optics, well, we talked about with the John Middleton thing, okay? Sometimes the optics under you know undercut what the message was, mm-hmm. okay? The optics of not being there sometimes make it look a lot worse than it actually so is. So what do you want, again, Kevin? Hey, do you understand where I'm going with that? But you're, 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 So how he's going to hold a press conference, stand up there and say, you know what? I haven't done a good job. You know what? Our medical staff hasn't done a good job. You're nuts. If you think that that's going no. to happen, we, Kevin, no, 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 don't, no, no. You just said that John Middleton fired a manager. Okay, whatever. You want Howie to get up there and basically take the blame for not having better wide receivers, signing older players, telling you that the medical staff didn't do a good job. When that happens, pigs will fly. And show me the general manager. In any sport, anywhere that's had that press conference. Ruben Amaro. You're telling me Ruben so, Amaro so I, I got Ruben Amaro over here and, and 500 other guys over here. And what did it get Ruben? But the point is... No, I, no, the point is... No, the point is why? Why would you do that? It's not going to make any Eagle fan feel any differently about the Eagles. You know what they care about if they beat New England? And I tried to explain this to you with the Middleton thing. It doesn't, if the Phillies win next year, nobody will care. If they don't win, they'll care. They'll say, well, you know, you didn't have enough starting pitchers. You should have signed this guy. It's it's what it is. And he doesn't have to hold that press conference. If he, yeah, I I don't get what, what his point would be. What does he gain from that? How many general managers don't hold a press conference after a trade deadline? Kevin, I'm never going to change your mind. Okay. For whatever reason, you believe what you believe. I, I, as a reporter, I get it. But he doesn't he, he doesn't have to do my job or he doesn't have to get up. I can write whatever I want. I can and people have and people will and we'll talk about it and that's good enough. So why does he have to address it? He's not going to change your mind. No, he, but he could get it he could get no, it ahead of his spin. No, no, no. There oh, is no absolutely. Ahead, there is no ahead Billy of Billy King just said it on IP this You've morning. Already, I don't care what Billy King. You've already made the point. That this is what happened. You've already said this to me. You've said... In my opinion. Fine. So anything that he says up there... That's not true. Oh, no. If if he got up there and said to you, um, you know, well, we tried to get, you know, we, we signed these older guys for this reason. You would just sit there and go, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, we tried to get, you know, this wide receiver didn't make sense. This We thought the show were going to be back. That doesn't make sense. You've already made your mind up. And that's fine. You can do that. Fans can make their mind up. But three months ago, four months ago, in Howie we trust. <laughs> and you know what went wrong? Four losses. That's what went wrong. So instead of them being seven and two, they're five and four. And everybody had them being seven and two. 
it's 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 all. I, I, Howie could be the wrongest person in the world, but what, he could draft hard. But he doesn't owe it to have a press conference to say I'm Howie uh, the GM and I haven't drafted well lately. And you know that's why we have these older players. And you know, geez, I, I got to do better. Um, and we should have probably handled the Deshaun thing better. Yeah, that's going to happen, right? Right, because because that happens all the time. Yeah, you know, the Jets GM is going to come out tomorrow and say, "Yeah, you know what? That Gaze thing, eh, you know, I'm not so sure about that." Come on, that, that's not the way the real world works. It, it's 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 in whether you think so or I think so or not, it happens all the time. The teams don't tell you stuff. The Flyers never tell you anything, right or wrong. They don't. I <laughs> and I'll bet you if I went through the Sixers and the Phillies. I'd, how many times, you know, well, you know, he might be out two games and he's out five or whatever. And I'll also point out how much has it really helped them in the, in the long run to be deceiving like that. Doesn't help. It doesn't well, matter. If Joel and B, if, they, if the Sixers tell me Joel is going to miss three games and Joel misses six, I'm going to sit there and go, well, you told me it was only going to be three. So what? Turned out to be six. Okay. It's like, getting a, play ball. it's like getting a stomach flu in the playoffs. I'm looking at it from Howie's standpoint. It does him no good to hold that press conference where you're going to be asking those kind of questions. Because A, he might not have the answers. B, the answers are you might not like them. Um, C, he may feel that he that he did everything he could. I Like, I don't know what Howie does when he's in negotiations. And, and they bring... Let's uh, say they brought the Sean in and he had By, got by that definition, though, Mike... Nobody would ever have any press conferences. All right, Kevin, don't drag it No, out. I'm just saying. But you want him to hold a press conference to say, I'm an idiot. Think about what you just, that, that's what you want. You want a press conference where the next day, every story is going to be, <laughs> how he's an idiot. Okay. Maybe I should hold a press conference. I'll say, I'm an idiot. I'm just, I'm just saying there's no. I got to get a sound drop of that one. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been an idiot many times in my life, but I didn't hold a press conference to announce it. So, you know, um, and if they beat New England and they beat Seattle, nobody will care. Nobody cared that their drafts were bad because they won a Super Bowl. Nobody sat there and said, boy, Nelson Aguilar. They went and gave Nelson Aguilar nine point some million. First, that'd be the first question I'd ask him. Why'd you give Nelson nine, $9 million? Yeah. But you know what? He's got the chip in his back pocket. And you know what? It's just like when Doug screws up. Doug screws up, and he said, hey, you know what? They, they, they won a Super Bowl. And, that, and that's, that's you know, whether we like it or not, that's, you know, part of the thing, too. All right, so that concludes the Eagles, and um, we're going to start. Are making the playoffs? No. Wow, okay. No, because I think they'll lose the next two, and... You think they're going to lose Dallas? I think they'll lose the Dallas. Okay, I'll say they're in. Okay. I mean, it, it, look, I have, no, I have no feel for and this Foles team. Foles comes back. Foles is going to come back. and Hey, he's back as a starting quarterback. Well, that's because Menshew or whatever the guy's name played. You know. Like garbage in, in London. Yeah. By the way, you yeah. like the idea of the Chargers in London? What do you mean? There's an athletic report today that the Chargers may end up in London. See, I don't think any team should be in London. I don't be, either. But. Because of the logistics. Chargers will go into the AFC East. They will move the Dolphins to the South. They move the Texans to the West. I, I don't care about any of that. I care about teams that have to go to London on a eight times a year 
and, you know, the advantage that should be for the Chargers. Sure. But then again, they, I guess they would have the disadvantage, you know, God forbid if they ever They would have it. to do three game road trips over here, and then, yeah. You know, and, but... Then, Can you imagine trying to have a playoff game in London? Short week? I mean, the, the bad move was... Them moving from San Diego. Oh, it's and awful. I understand it was a stadium. I, I I get all the reasons. Them moving to LA never had a chance. No. Nobody goes nobody cares about them in LA. They they barely could support one team in LA, let alone but two. San Diego actually liked them. Yeah, they I did. Mean, they, they were, you know, but I understand that maybe the city didn't want to commit twenty billion trillion dollars or whatever. Um Yeah. I yeah. All well, right. So the Eagles going to Mexico City. Maybe that. Maybe that yeah, be, right. How about you no know, Jacksonville should go somewhere. Nobody cares about that team down there. Uh, so we're gonna start a new thing here. And actually, by the time we talk to you on Thursday, there will be a working to be Twitter account, uh, which I will give you the information to at that point. You're uh, starting something very dangerous. I know. I know. No, but you're gonna do it anyway. Which is you know. Yeah. All right. But. Uh, one of the things we're going to do is uh, an Ask Mike uh, segment here, uh, which we'll do every week, which basically will be a bunch of quick-hitting questions on any topic uh, that you would want to ask Mr. Kern. So. Steve Stakes. Yeah, and, and Mike has seen some of these, so he has had adequate time. So You're I'm, assuming I've seen some I, I Well, you've responded to a few on Twitter already. Okay. So here we go. I don't want Christmas music. <laughs> There's Christmas music all over. All over. Uh, is it too? All right. Here you go. Here's the first question. Too early for Christmas music. Yes. As much as I like Christmas, it should start the day after Thanksgiving, but it shouldn't end the day after Christmas. It should go all the way up to New Year's Eve. That, that's and my, New Year's Eve would have its own music. Well, I think when you hit New Year's Eve, yeah, you know, but I, I hate the fact that Christmas ends on December 25th. Like, I, I just wish it would extend a little bit, you okay. know, keep the good vibes going. Right. You know the best line in a Christmas carol ever? It's from a Christmas waltz. It says, it's that time of year when the world falls in love. And it's the truth. Because for a couple days or a week or whatever, however long it is, you feel a little better about yourself. You feel a little better about your neighbor. You feel, it doesn't last. You know, we know that. But it's the truth. And I just... Would like to extend that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna become Jewish, and I'm gonna extend it for eight days. Is it eight days? Uh, on Hanukkah? Hanukkah? Yeah, I like yeah. that. Eight days. You like that? Yep. Okay. Um, the eight days of Christmas. How many, how many pitchers do the Phillies get that go into their starting rotation? Two. Two. I may be shooting high. Okay. I'm assuming maybe one. I think they're actually going to be in this Garrett Cole thing, unless Garrett Cole wants to go to California, which on the Yankees are where he's oh, been okay. linked today. But I think they. I don't think one's enough. That's just. I'm not saying they're going to be two guys that are going to blow your mind away. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying two. I don't want to see Velasquez start any more games. Sorry. Well, you would have to replace him and Pavetta, I would assume. Okay. Velasquez can be on my team in the bullpen. Okay can Pavetta be on your team? I mean, it doesn't seem like we've seen these guys for like seven years. It feels like it. It feels yeah. like it, yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. Velasquez came here on the first winter that uh, Clintac came here, and now Clintac's on year five. So, yeah, Who's the other guy? Eikhoff. I- 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 he just got a... He can be one of the guys. Right? Well, he just actually got a release yesterday. Doesn't, uh, uh, like free agent. No. Who's the other guy? There was two guys, right? Pavetta. No, no. Eflin. 
Is she the guy that they're going to? Affleck's going to stay. Okay, I got him mixed up. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Steve, all right, question. How do you feel about Steve Stakes? It's in the conversation. Of? I assume the guy was saying, like, best cheesesteaks in Philly. Yes. Or, or Northeast Philly. Um, St- Steve's for cheesesteaks, Mike. Don't let me down is Derek's uh, question. This is what I'll say about Steve's. And, and I got to know the owner a little bit because I get to know a lot of owners. It's the one cheesesteak that I like that isn't chopped. I'm Which is not- why my wife doesn't like it. Okay. Because Geno's, like, if you go to Pat's and Geno's, Geno's did not chop their cheesesteak. And I never was because to me it was always a little chewier. And Steve's can be not chewy, but it's just got a different texture kind of to it. Mm-hmm. But Steve's is good. I mean, it's a little expensive. Like, I'm going to be on the honest thing here. I mean, I think it's 11 bucks yeah. for a cheesesteak. My friends, I took a couple of my friends up there and they were like, 11 bucks? I'm like, oh. But it is tasty. They've got some great, they got a great condiment um, little thing there with some, some hot sauce that'll knock you in the left field. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Great, great when you have a cold. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. But Steve's, I mean, you know, and I wish, here, if anybody from Steve's ever listened to this, do hey, a little, sponsor us. Do a little fries. They only have the one size of fries, and it's like this big. I can't eat it. But I would love to get, because their fries are pretty good. And the American cheese fries are the best thing at Steve's, by the way. No, I don't want cheese on my fries. I Why? Want American cheese on my cheesesteak or provolone. Your call. Doesn't matter. And the fried onions are good up there. I like the fried. I don't onions. like fried onions anyway. Okay, um, we're going to be as we get towards. Can you? Uh, this is going to make Mr. Kern. Uh, it's almost dark outside, man. Well, that's <laughs> this kind of leads to. Do you realize that in fifty-five days, not just will it be the end of the year; it'll be the end of the decade. How about that? And so, um, I got a better one for you. Yeah, Y two K is going to be twenty years old. Twenty years old. So we are going to, at some point in December, before the holidays, uh, Jack McCaffrey has already agreed to be on this panel. We're going to talk about the decade in Philadelphia sports. And I floated a question out there. I'm going to float questions out there every so often here, especially like this week. There's nothing really to, you know, on the bye week that we could talk about. Um, I mean, there's stuff we could talk about. Obviously, the Sixers are one of the topics and all that. Who was the most important person in Philadelphia sports in the 2010s? As Mr. Kern pauses. Well, you almost have to think Eagles because they won a Super Bowl. The Phillies were good. at. The, if you would ask yeah. me this question in 2012, I probably would have said Halliday. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go Nick Foles. Nick Foles was the most popular answer on Twitter. How, how can – and this is Carson Wentz's dilemma. It, it, it has nothing to do with Carson. I mean, yeah. Nick Foles did something – that was uniquely special. And Wentz has to top or match it. Wentz has to match do, it. Do you want me to give you some of the other options um, in my mind? Sure. You're, you're, this is your show. <laughs> you oh, are. it's your show, too. Yeah. Obviously, Nick Foles is one. Howie would be cons- – Howie and Doug. Oh, for- you're going – okay. I thought you meant No, players. no, not players. It's everything. I got you. Uh, yeah, oh, sure. I mean, um, Chip Kelly. <laughs> Um, Chip got a few votes. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out Joel Embiid. I mean, I don't think he's better than Foles because he hasn't won yet. But Joel Embiid, everything that this franchise dreams of being, is basically centered on him. And you, tra- you trashed for three years. I mean, the guy didn't play for two years. Um, 
But when he plays, he's pretty good. And, and you know, uh, if we were having this conversation 10 years from now, he might be the guy that you would say in the 20s was it, or he might not be. Um, I, I think Roy Halladay's a good name, but he, his time was so short. Uh, yeah, obviously, and he, and he didn't win a World Series. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, passing away as well. Um, I'll give you an interesting name. I'll give you two interesting names, actually. Jay Wright. That's one of the names. I mean, I understand. You win two, you win two national championships in the decade. No, 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 no. You won two in three years. Right. At Villanova. Mm-hmm. A small, and I'm not saying Villanova, they won a national championship before. It was kind of, and he was a number one or two seed five straight years. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know the pros. He only missed the tournament, I think, once in this decade. Yeah. But I don't even care about that. No. He's going to miss the tournament. And he, look, he lost in the second round three times. No. I, one or two. Yeah. And he won two national titles. North Carolina. John Calipari's got one. Um, Coach Bill K Self has two. one. Coach K's. Coach. No, Coach K's passing. He's got like four or five. No, no, no. I'm saying this decade. No, nah, forget the decade. I'm talking about forever. Izzo's got one. So he's got more than Izzo, Calipari, Bill Self. Mm-hmm. Think about that. I mean, those Pretty impressive. Are, Oh, it's more than pretty impressive. And they're doing it at Michigan State, Kentucky, and Memphis. And Kansas. And Kansas. I mean, they're different. They should be different entities than Villanova. Power fives. And And I'll give you another one. And this is on a smaller scale. But Matt Rule. I thought what Matt Rule did, and I had to, I got to cover Matt. Matt was great. And what he's doing at Baylor now is, I mean, it does it surprise me a little because I didn't know he'd do it this quick. Matt was one of the nicest guys that I ever covered. Um, and he was good, too. I mean, that Notre Dame, if you said to me, throw out the Super Bowl, because right. you know, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. And maybe Sixers in game, I don't know, whatever. One of the great moments in, in the decade was Notre Dame Temple. Yeah. Game day, game day coming here. and Yeah. I mean, and I know if you say that, it sounds like, Mike, you just took your idiot pills. <laughs> and what a game. Like, it was... Like, you know, and then Matt standing up there afterwards and say, we're not happy. We, we thought we could win the game. Yeah. I need hey. And it took, it took basically Will Fuller bailing Notre Dame out of that game. And the guy with the interception yeah. at the end because the, Notre, the, guy, the so Temple Drew, guy was Drew, running. Was it Drew Tranquil? I don't uh, remember. I think, well, Chris, Christopher, John Christopher was running yeah, down the field. And if he catches it, it's a touchdown. And they and win the, the game. And the Notre Dame guy made a great the safety. I don't know who... who Made a great play, and and the pass it forward caught. The Temple D back missed it by about you know a couple inches. Um, what a, what a, what a day that was! What a, what a week that was! That was Temple pretty. football. I mean, when you think about what Temple football was mm-hmm. in the nineteen nineties, or when Al Golden took it over, Ron Dickerson. Oh God, don't please, please don't. Nice guy, right? Yeah, but don't don't please. It was it was pathetic. Uh we're missing you're missing the obvious name in here. Okay. Brett Brown? No, no but you're close. Right, give, give, give me Sam Hinkey. See, I important I, because yeah. of not just what has happened here, but what has happened across the landscape of sports. Sam Hinkey has made it acceptable, fairly or not. I'm not saying important well, by he the way. He's the first good. guy who did it. But he was the first one who kind of owned up to it. Well, well, the fans I think too caught on and came up with the, um, the process. Yeah, and- the process. I mean, I mean, you know, um, 
Houston did it back in the day to get Olajuwon. I think, but Samson got hurt, right? Yeah, Samson and Olajuwon both. And then the one year San Antonio did it was because um, Duncan Robinson got hurt, right? And they they got Duncan. They got Duncan. Um, Yeah, but I just can't throw Sam. I I understand everything you're saying. I get it. I I mean, look at the Astros. Look at the Cubs. Look at look at the sports are different though. Like you, you almost. Yeah, I. You know where I'm going with this? Any pro sport, if you stink, I mean, to get good, unless you're the Yankees, right. pretty much, or the Dodgers, team of that ilk, you have to do that in baseball. There's no other way. The Phillies went through it for seven years. Um, you know, uh, what the Sixers did, it, it, it just took too long. I, I get it. Now we're looking at a team that could win an NBA championship, or and 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 if nobody gets hurt, they could be in this position for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it sucked. I, I hated it. I did. I and then you had to go through Okafor and Fultz and what was the other guy? Noel. Yeah, it was like everybody. They they were, they got look. They got lucky with the two they got, even though Ben still got issue. And we'll probably talk about that. Yeah. I'm sure. But it has worked for them. It has worked. I'll give them that, but I, I just so so the question would be to me, I guess, would you rather have had them, had them not go through that and be like a five hundred team now? No, probably not. It's fun having a team that's one of the better teams in the league. I get all that, but I when when they were going through it, I just hated it was painful, it. and I'm sure people in Miami are probably, even though the Dolphins haven't won anything for a long time, well, the Sixers haven't won anything for a long time, but when you go through it, I just don't understand as a fan base how you can galvanize yourself and say, yeah, we're going to be great in five years. I, I mean, I get it, but well, it's you know. hard. It's just, it's just, I mean, and, and then like you take a team like the Flyers that don't aren't tanking and have just been stuck in mediocrity for forever. And then you understand kind of why tanking is acceptable anymore. I, I, I don't. The worst thing that could be in pro sports is five hundred. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt. You're, you the, the worst thing you can be in the NBA is As a seven either, either the last team picking in the lottery, or the first team not picking in the lottery. Yeah. It's, it's because yeah. you have no shot to win a title and you have no and shot we've to seen improve. Those teams like the Atlanta Hawks were that team for a long yeah. time. The Milwaukee Bucks were that team for a long time until they got Giannis. Um, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, I look at Portland. I, I, and Portland's good. I mean, they're, they're, I'm not, but they're, but they're never going to win anything. No, and not in that. Even if they were in the East, I don't think they would win it. Um, it's you know, when you're talking about team sports, you got basically 30 teams in every league, mm-hmm. give or take. It's hard to win, like just by the sheer numbers. Some teams are going to go 50, 60 years without winning the title. Because it doesn't break even that all 32 teams, and then you get Golden State wins three in five years, or Cleveland goes to nine straight finals, or eight straight finals. Or whoever had LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the Browns football. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's going to happen in sports. There are always... Or the Cubs, or... The, the Cubs forever. I mean, the Red Sox, even though they didn't stink all those years, but they went... Almost a hundred years, but yeah, winning. but every decade there was a shot for the Red Sox. You know, in the sixty, in sixty-seven, and seventy-five, and eighty-six, and all those years that they yeah. made the playoffs, and you had a shot. It was almost there, worse there to be some that franchises. Team. Like I can just look at some franchises. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. Like Indiana Pacers, 
Honestly, the Flyers are one of those franchises, by the way. The Flyers stink. No, but the Flyers yeah, for yeah, a long right. time yeah. were, were that yeah, franchise the closed. But nothing. I know the Indian Pacers were in the finals, I think, back when Jalen Rose was one of them, like late 90s or early 2000s. Uh, the Nets made a couple of finals. Yeah. So I can't, but you just look at some franchise, like the Memphis Grizzlies. Do I ever see the Memphis Grizzlies? And part of the problem in sports is New Orleans Pelicans. You have to, well, but they did. They get Zion when now. When you're but, one of those middle teams, how do you get free agents to go to those teams? What if Giannis leaves Milwaukee? Or what if Giannis stays in Milwaukee, but nobody wants to go play with him because they don't want to play in Milwaukee? I mean, at least in Philly, I think you got a fighting chance that people, you know, you're semi, you know, how, who wants to go to Buffalo and play? Who wants to go play for the Minnesota Timberwolves? And I know they're a little bit better now, but there's some franchises where I just look at it and go, why would now? Obviously, if they offer you enough money, hey, you're going to go. But it's just you know that's why the way sports is today. The L.A., New York, warm weather teams like Miami, I think always has a chance because they're Miami. You know, mm-hmm. somebody wants um, Boston will always have a chance because of the history. Because of the history. But you know, really, when you look at it, and that's why it's amazing. And that's yeah. the one league I think that could really have contraction. And I'm not sure people who's that NBA, the NBA. But they're never going to because it's money. oh they're never going to. But I'm saying if you look at it, the NBA is the one league where you oh hockey don't, could tomorrow right. I don't think I I think but there's... hockey occasionally gets the like last year happened with the Blues and yeah, the Golden Knights the year before. There's it's hard. There's a shot the for a seven or an eight seed in hockey to come up and it's, win it's the hard cup for the, in the NBA. But I mean, look at this year though. You got Utah and Denver are two of the better teams in the league. They were last year too. They're in bad medium markets or whatever, however you want to describe it. Um, but that window is a lot shorter than it is for the Lakers or the Kawhi Club. Leonard wasn't going to Denver. No. I don't think. No. Um, wasn't going to Utah either. So basically, they have to do it with homegrown talent. They have to draft smart. Mm-hmm. Maybe get lucky on an acquisition here or there. Would you say the Sixers are that? No, because they're Philadelphia. I, I, I think Philadelphia is still a major league market. Um, you know, it may not be L.A. or New York. I get, but then again, you look at New York. The Knicks have stunk for twenty years, yeah. And they're New York. Yeah. I think we think of New York and we think of the Yankees, yeah. And I'm, you know, or the right, Giants. Yeah, and the, and the Giants. Yeah, you're right. The Giants won a couple Super Bowls, but I mean, look at hockey though. The the the, the, the Rangers. Rangers won, is, won in seventy years or eighty years, and the Devils won three though. I mean, you know, you got to give them that. Um, but the Knicks and the next the Nets haven't done anything. That's made two finals. I mean, the, they the, did. Jet, the Jets are a joke. Jets have been a joke for a long time. Um, and the Mets, you know, they've been to a couple World Series. Um, you know, but but New New York, LA, LA, I mean, what's not to like about LA if you're a player? 75 degrees all the time or 80 degrees. Yeah. You know, you, there's a beach. Of course, you know, your state might fall into the ocean uh, at the next earthquake, but... You pay about 30% taxes. Hey, they, you're making... Thirty-five million a year, Kevin. You can pay your thirty percent. I'm sure you can do. I'm sure you can a, a real good accountant that can save a lot of that money for you. That's true. <laughs> so as we go through the rest of the year, maybe once a week, maybe on the Tuesday show, we'll kind of float different topics. And if you have a topic idea, um, like look, some of them are easy on on this end of the decade thing. For example, the greatest moment in Philadelphia sports in the last decade. Well, duh. Everybody's going to say sports, sports history. I mean, I could argue that the, the, the 74 Flyers was, but that, but it, it was the Flyers. It was the time. Now, the second greatest would be interesting. 
We'll talk about that another time. Yeah, it, it probably for me would be one of the Phillies. You know, I, I think the 80 Phillies because. No, no, no. I'm talking this decade. Yeah, I know. But I'm just trying to put it in the context. I know. The Eagles probably were of all time. Yeah, I mean, but to see Villanova win the title or two titles, whatever, that appeals to a small amount of people. It really does in the overall because there's St. Joe, LaSalle, Temple, and Penn. They could care less. I understand, but the historic significance of the Jenkins shot, because well, you, will see it, you will see that every yeah. March from now yeah. to the end of time. But to Philadelphia, if you mean, uh, if the question is to Philadelphia, Philadelphia yeah. it's up there. I'm not going to say it's not. The Halliday, the Halliday playoff no-hitter. If I went to 100 Temple people, they wouldn't give a crap. They, they won't, and, and that's understandable. Yeah. Hell yeah, the Halliday, yeah. I the Halliday playoff no hitter or the Halliday perfect game would probably be up there too. Yeah, how about the strikeout um, when uh, Howard took a called third strike? Would that be up there? Um, or him limping out of the box after in the, the Cardinal game when, and I just sat there saying, "He's done." <laughs> it was so sad. I mean, here was a guy who had carried them. Yeah. I mean, in 08, he carried them. He was. He was Babe Ruth, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was He was just, yeah, Ryan's up. Okay. Something good's going to happen. That one series against Colorado, was it? Yeah. Where he just like was thumping the ball all over the place. Um, I'll tell you a great moment. Didn't happen this century, this decade. I'm sorry. The Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, that was, that was 2009. That was the final. That to me, I still say for a non-championship moment. is awesome. It was the greatest. Because they're one strike away from being 2-2. And you're like, Ugh, who knows? And he takes Broxton, who, you know, was their right. really good reliever, and, 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 and he allowed two shoots to score from first base. It was the only time in my life, Kevin, I swear to God, I was watch- I jumped out of my chair and was standing in front of my TV, like, screaming. It was that good. It was just, it was. Would you like to know my reaction? You were at the game? Yeah. You were covering the game? Yeah. Well, then yours was like, oh, shit. Uh, it was, oh, but it wasn't shit. Yeah, it was well, I, another I'm word. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to right. be. How long did you have to rewrite it? Uh, four and a half minutes. You were the, you were writing the lead for the. For I was writing for the front page. How'd you do? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it I, I, honestly, it left the computer see, one, and I never went to see it again. <laughs> that's one of those deals. I'm assuming you had. I had, I had bulk right. paragraphs, yeah. That's the kind of one where if your lead's no good, it's okay. Because your lead should read like, um, and and which bring I would bring up somebody's name, but that's not fair. Um, it should basically be like, I don't know, some some quick line, oh Jimmy or I, I, right. something, and then, you know, the Phillies were down to their last strike. I, Jimmy my, Rollins line. I, the ball. I'll say this uh, before we get before we hey, say goodbye. What you do with the Chris Jenkins one? I literally had about six minutes, and I somehow. You figured it was going overtime. I figured it was going over. Right. I actually had two stories going, win or lo- or loss. Oh, that's a tough way to go, man. I've been there, too. And the loss was really put together on the fly when they came back. When they came back from right. 10 down. And I can honestly say I wrote the, the Jenkins lead. I had no idea what I wrote. Yeah. Uh, you know, just basically get it in. Get it in. And then when I look back at the computer when I got back, which was describing the scene of ball in the air building silent right. swish chaos yeah 
I looked at him like, you know what? That's not bad. I'm not going to touch it. I remember I had, I was in a really good spot. I would say he's my best, the best lead I had in my career, actually. I was in a good spot that night because Joe, because we were mixed then. We we were kind of mixing our product. And I had, Joe was writing the lead, Joe Giuliano. Mm -hmm. God bless him. It was about three seats from me. Uh, Yeah. And, and, And Dick Girardi was doing whatever he did. Jensen, everybody had an assignment. And I had convinced, I said, my assignment was, because I didn't know what to do, to write a column mm-hmm. that would stand up with a win or a loss. Right. And I came up with something just, you know, about how it's about moments, about, you know, and then I was going to put the score in, basically, you know. And I sent it in like 10 minutes before the end of the game so that they had it. And so I got off a little bit easy mm-hmm. that night. But when I called the office, somebody in the office had changed what they were going to do. So somebody said to me, Mike, you, you have no... Like game details in there. I said, well, they told me not to because we're going to use Joe's story. And said, yeah, but it changed it. And I had Jimmy DiStefano, one of the many great desk people we had. He went in and put a couple graphs of, of you know, play. Running. And it, it read, I said to him the next day, I mean, it read just like I had written it and, and whatever. But I got off the hook a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I was kind of following Jenkins because I got a couple of Jenkins quotes. Right. When he came up and stood... Yeah. On the thing. And we, we want it to be legendary. I think that was his quote. We want it to be legendary. Um, but, yeah. And and I was thinking about that. Now, when they won two years later, if I had been, that was an easier lead to write. Because you could start writing with 10 minutes, 10 ago. minutes ago in the game. They, they weren't coming back. Especially because DiVincenzo was so But even if they incredible. weren't, they, they weren't, they were done. They, they, the game was over. Right. Go ahead and write. Um, but, man, I don't know how, like, and I, I remember reading Joe's story. And I even said to Joe, I said, Joe, you did a really good yeah. good job. And Joe was like, oh, you know, I said, no, Joe. I said, that that's hard to do. And I think they gave Joe about 10 minutes. I don't yeah. know, whatever they gave. Because it was just head. Can you imagine if, if that game had gone to overtime? Well, I remember. Again, we don't know if they would have won or lost. Right. I, I remember my wife. I, I still have it on my DVR at home. And my wife and I are watching it when I got back from Houston. And I remember they had a shot of Archidiakna, who was my main interest there. Sure. Because he was a Nishamani guy, and I basically covered him since the time he walked into high school. I remember there's a scene of Arch being tackled by Josh Hart right in front of me. Mm-hmm. You don't even and, remember. And I, I had my head basically sure, buried in the keyboard, and I totally missed it. And it was like, oh, and he... TBS did you the game. You were doing your job, right? TBS then had a shot of him, Arch screaming, "Let's yeah. go!" Yeah. Like right, like two feet in front of me, and I heard. I, mean, I was lucky it. because, what? Oh. No, no. One final thing before we go, and this is back to the Eagles, so we're going to circle back. Well, before we go to the Villanova thing, yeah, I was lucky. Jenkins jumped up like near me, so I could kind of. But I'll never forget Arch's line, and this is about six months later. I was doing a story about. The right. shot. Right. And he goes, I want to take that shot so bad. Oh. And and it was, and Bob Ford wrote a great column about what kid grows up. One, the, the, the assist the, guy. The pass on that shot. And, but, I mean, could you imagine, think about this, Kevin. They were up 10, three minutes ago. Arch made a couple bad turnovers, whatever, which he never did. What if they lost that game? Now, I'm not saying they won the one two years later, because they were the best team two years yeah. later. But, and they lost in the second round the year after that. Uh, but what if they poor, lo- poor seeding, but okay. It doesn't matter. You, they lost. You're Jay Wright. You're up 10 three minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And your guys lose. 
Can you imagine what that would have been, like? been like for that it's program? Great. It's great. At least until yeah. they did it two years later. I mean, God. Um, a totally different topic here. Um, you watch the Eagles on uh, Sunday, I assume. Yep. Your thoughts on Dick Stockton? Uh, I, Dick's too old. But, like, I get a kick out of people. I don't really care. Like, whoever's doing the game's doing the game. Mm-hmm. And all these Eagle fans go nuts. Moose Johnson doesn't like a shit. Guys, get over it. There's a lot of the ex-Dallas Cowboys that are now doing games. Yeah. Mark Schlaverth was the guy doing the Mark's game. Mark's Mark, Mark, I liked Mark. When he Mark is pretty game, good, actually. But he wasn't good Saturday. Uh, Sunday. What, Sunday. What was his one line? Um, Eddie Barkwitz tweeted me, uh, texted me, uh, I th- if the Eagles score here, they're, they're going to go, go or something. And, and I could call it up. But Eddie said, really? Like, I needed Mark Schlereff to tell me. I-. But the problem is. How about not. the equipment issue? <sighs> Rob Trineau, um wrote, you know, and that's his job. He writes a big story on Monday about, you know, how there was criticism of Dixon. Do I really care about that? I mean, in all seriousness, like, like, am I going to sit there and listen to every word Troy Aikman says, and then say, I mean, I know who's good and who isn't good. You know, l- last year we were knocking the 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 uh, Monday night team, and and I th- oh, I st- we can still do that I in a couple think, weeks. Yeah, but I think Booger is miscast, and I like Booger. I I think Booger's guy. I don't like the play by play guy, but whatever. Guy guy Smiley. But in the overall scheme of life, do I really think that like Chris Collinsworth like? No, I was in rooting against the Eagles. No, there are he, guys because he criticized. There are some guys who are really good, and some that aren't. Some that aren't. And look, I mean, when we get down to it, I mean, Dick Stockton. The problem for Dick Stockton was he kept misidentifying what teams. He kept saying the Eagles when he meant the Bears. Seventy-six years old. He did the Carlton, and shame on Fox. He did the Carlton Fisk game. He did the he did the Sixers win the title in '83. He did. But I know. I mean, he did the Carlton Fisk game. That had a great call. <laughs> I actually was thinking about this. And, I, you know, Robbie Ellis hates. I, Robbie Ellis and I have talked about Dick Stockton in the past. He did he did all those Sixer finals against the Lakers. 82 and 83, definitely. I know. He, I think that may have been Brent still. Okay. 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 He, did the, he was the studio host, quote unquote, for the Villanova Championship in 85. Okay. Which Brent did the play-by-play. Yeah, I didn't remember that, but. He did, and he was married to Leslie Visser. He was married to Leslie Visser. He did the playoffs in 2011 for the Phillies and Cardinals. Okay, he was the he was Turner's guy, mm-hmm. and he got criticized then. So, you know, Dick we, has Dick has guys, had a great career. Dick for Dick to do as many quality games as he did for a long seen time. Guys like this all the time, Kevin. Yeah. They don't. And sometimes you wonder they have pictures somewhere. They, I mean, but somebody must. You also want to treat a guy with respect. That's too. true. But if you're putting like, for instance, I'll give you another. Vern Lundquist, I think, is great. And Vern's like 80-some. Yeah. Vern Lundquist can announce anything as far as I'm, I'm concerned. I th- I th- he still does Augusta, I think. He does the PGA, too. But I used to love him on college football. I used oh, to love he was the SEC. Football. But, you know, it, it, I might like a guy. and But, but I, the, the, like, I'll hear Eagle fans sometimes. Well, Chris Collinsworth, look, I don't think Chris Collinsworth is maybe the best guy. But Chris Collinsworth is pretty good. I don't think he's bad. No. Troy Aikman. Is very good. It's very good. Um, when the Giants quarterback, Romo is very good. The Giants quarterback, eh, Sims Simmons wasn't good, but he wasn't bad. He, no. he was. He was. He was good. Um, but these people come on as soon as somebody says one word against your team. Uh, I know, and I, I hate it. We give you. You got to get over that persecution complex 
that people don't like. There, there's a difference between a, those people who do that and, and guys who are just bad. And, and Stockton has kind of crossed into the guy who was well, just bad. I'll give you a perfect example. Two years ago in the Super Bowl, the catch the Al clock. Michaels has slipped too, by the way. They all slip. You, you, yeah. Your fastball, you lose speed on your fastball. Clements uh, catches the touchdown. And I said, to, I'm sitting in a room with my friend, who's a referee, uh, he refs high school games. He says, that's, that's a touch. Why are they even looking at this? And Collinsworth, I think it said something like, this might not be a touchdown. And this was like four weeks after that Pittsburgh game, you know, yeah. where, where, okay. Uh, yeah, it was the Earth's touchdown. So I'm sitting there with my friend. I said, John, by the letter of the law, he didn't have possession of that ball. Now, do I think it was a touchdown? Yes. But by the letter Did of the law, they changed the rules. Sir made the wrong call because he interpreted. He said, "But and he." Oh, said, it was Al Riveron who made the call. On yeah, replay. but I think Gene was inter. No, I think, I think Gene was the guy looking at the monitor. Um, but I still think that now, now the Earth one was totally different. The Earth one where he took like two steps and. No, but people were getting on Collinsworth the next day, and I'm saying he's just telling you what he thinks. And by the way, I think he was right. Yeah. You know, but that's you know, it's. All right, so we're back here on Thursday. Once again, it'll be Rhea Hughes That's that it. will join us. That's we're not, it. We're, not, we're an hour in. No, no. We, we didn't talk to the, about Sixers yet. Okay. Talk about Sixers. Okay. My take on the Sixers. During the summer, did we see videos of Ben Simmons shooting threes? <laughs> no, I'm saying, did we? Yeah, we did. Did everybody make a big deal about it? Yeah, they did. The what one exhibition game what has changed? makes the three. Uh, it's the games count. So let me ask you. And there's a defenders. If Ben Simmons, who actually wanted to defend, he had a horrible game last night. Not, no, because he still plays defense. He does all that. He had seven steals. I shouldn't say he had a horrible game, but he becomes an offensive, whatever you word you want to put in there. Now, it's not going to hurt him because they're still going to win 60 games, regardless of what Ben does. But at some point, it could hurt them. Maybe not. Maybe they'll win an NBA championship. Second or third round. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm talking about during the regular season, even. Sure. So what. Why were people getting all excited during the summer? If you're Ben Simmons, and now I hear people talking, well, maybe like by midseason. Wait a minute. If you're not going to do it in game one, two, three, or five, what makes you think you're going to do it in game 20 or 40 or 60? And I don't know what the reason is. I, I don't really care what the reason is. It's a mental is. block. No, I think the reason is, because all his life he has played a certain way and he's been good enough that he didn't have to shoot. Yeah. And that he continues to... And against some teams, he gets to the rim. And it's it's great. But do... Like, let me... If, if we're sitting here at the end of the regular season and I said to you, Ben Simmons didn't take a shot, like, like a three-pointer all year. And I don't care about the three-pointers, but would you be shocked? Like, if I said to you that Ben Simmons took... Uh, 15 shots over 10 feet. Uh, I would be surprised, yeah. I wouldn't. I would Why? Uh, Why hasn't he done it in the first five games? Because I think at some point, the I think some point, they're, he'll do it just to... The longer it goes, Kevin, it's like if, if you got a putt. You can't take the putter back. You know, five minutes later, I'm not going to be in better shape to take the putter back. I'm just saying... And I still think he's an all-star player. I think he can be an elite player even without the shot. But it, it, I watched that game last night, and it just it brought me these bad flashbacks to a couple oh, of absolutely. playoff games last year where he just looked like... And, and look, Horford was a great pickup. Sure. I mean, yeah. Tobias is... A, they're going to have to go get somebody at the deadline. They're not. 
To do what? No, they're going to have to get a shooter at the deadline. But that doesn't solve the Ben Simmons problem. Oh, I it doesn't. But I it, don't care. But they it. need that dimension at some point to ease off the Ben Simmons problem. But they, they, it's, it, it's like when they had JJ, and then JJ was a liability to everything else he did. You know, there aren't many shooters that yeah. play both ends of the court. That's. I, but but I tell you what, they're going to win like sixty games. Yeah, they are. They are. And Jimmy Butler, by the way, is also five and one. And Jimmy's making it known that he's not happy. Not happy with what? I've been. He's not. Ha- he's. He's not happy with the way he was treated on the way out the door. He says that's a different story for another time. They didn't offer him enough money? I have no idea. Does Jimmy at all get the fact, and I'm not saying he didn't, that three teams now, he's basically... Burn the bridge on the way out? Kind of. You know. Kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, so at some point, but see, Jimmy will never get the Mm. fact that maybe it's Jimmy. And Jimmy's a great player. I mean, let's Jimmy, be honest. Jimmy Jimmy loves him some Jimmy. He loves him some Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy loves him some Jimmy. Well, I'll tell you what. The key to, look, and beat Tobias Harris is pretty good. He is. And the Sixers might have got really lucky with that trade. Sixers are five and one, and Embiid hasn't played a third of their games. That's not bad. Yeah, but and they haven't played the Eastern Conference. Oh, and we should point out if somebody else did what Embiid did during oh. that fight. It would have been called. They would have been called if they were wearing a different uniform. They would have been called the clown show. Well, here, here's the, here's the, real quick. First of all, commissioner should have given them five games, just on general. Both purposes. him and Towns. Both him, and, but say you're the face of the league now. You're uh-huh. one of the faces of the league. That because Embiid's an idiot. Okay, he, but he's a great player. But he's an idiot. We love it because he's Philadelphia's idiot. Yep. If the Boston Celtics were playing the style of ball that the Sixers are going to play. Oh. What would we in Philadelphia say? We would call them the new bad boys. We love them. Yeah. This is the problem with with, with, the, with your 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 tunnel vision. Your tunnel vision. And that's okay because there are team now. Mm-hmm. So we'll play this ball and and now all, you know what the you know what fans want this to be? They want it to be the Broad Street Bullies from the Yeah, Celtics. they do. And hell. What, what happened? That, that's worked out so well for the Flyers. What so. happens the next time that Embiid Wants to flex his muscles in a twenty-point game where there was no need to flex anything. Gets his gets clocked across the face. Probably. Oh, I mean, how many? Game, what do they do then? Yeah, I know. Games, I know. know. I don't. I'll tell you what I would do if I was other teams. Maybe if I wasn't a good team. Ta- ta- I team. Oh, I I would I would goad him into something. All right. See you on Thursday. Once again, Ray Hughes will join us on Thursday. We're hoping to get Michael Barkin next Tuesday. So the guests are lining up. I'm pretty sure Mike agreed. Okay. We're we're lining up the guest, and uh, we're glad you're along the We didn't have a guest today. Well, we're lining up guests, though. No, I'm just saying. We, we um, can, we're equal opportunity kind of yeah. podcast. And uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to have a good announcement, by the way, in the next couple of weeks. I hope so. No. I, need, I need good announcements. Well, no, I, th- I think we're going to enjoy it. I think people will enjoy this, and uh, we're working on an agreement here. So thank you for joining us. Always fun to do this with you. Let's do it again on Thursday. It's working to beat. Take care. <laughs>